often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 530. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. My voice is sounding kind of strange tonight because I uh, kind of lost my voice earlier. Talk too much today at work and uh, it's a little rough, a little rough. Been sucking back Werther's original. My mouth. Try to loosen it up a little bit, making it sound. But it sounds kind of nice. Sounds kind of nice. Very much like professional broadcaster-ish. Very sultry. Yes. That's right. It's hot. It's hot. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've had a voice like that for a podcast. I know it's happened a lot when uh, getting sick after coming back from it. Back when I used to get sick a lot, and then I hit it back. I'm just like, yes, it sounds nice. Nice. But no, I just talked too fucking much today. And, you know, we were around a loud machine, so I'm guessing I was just trying to talk too loudly. And that's kind of what happened. Kind of what happened. Uh, I'll get back into work in a little bit, though. But, I mean, the big news is, which I brought it up last week when I recorded the show, I had received an email that, uh, of course, I was finally going to receive my Adam Jones Gibson Les Paul standard that I ordered back in March. Of course, it's now October as I'm recording this. So it uh, wasn't quite a full six months because I ordered it late March. It was like March 28th. And I got it early October. So it was just about five months, really. Long fucking time, though. You know, to wait after ordering something. But, uh, you know, the last I had gotten an update, they had said April. But uh, as it turned out, they ended up delivering it Monday. Uh, and <laughs> they actually delivered it, fun fact, to the wrong house and just left it there. Apparently they don't need a signature when you buy a $3,000 guitar. Um they don't require that. They'll just drop it off on somebody's porch and leave. Uh, <laughs> and uh, apparently my neighbor, I guess, wasn't home at the time. They just dropped it off in the front of the front door. And uh, Mondays, I uh, have dinner with with my uh, mother, and uh, she had noticed that there was some kind of box or something and sitting in front of their door. It was kind of hard, hard to see. And I walked in after... Coming home, uh, uh, well, she saw that, of course, when I drove her over here for dinner, which they delivered it apparently before I left, before I left to pick her up. And uh, I didn't get an update right away, though. And apparently I was home when they did it. They just fucking gave it to the wrong fucking house because uh, the UPS driver's real, real uh, smart, that one. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's pretty clearly marked. The numbers on these units, but I, I've seen delivery people before fuck up and go to the wrong place. I guess they don't bother to, you know, look that hard. Um, 
Thankfully, though, this box didn't have, like, it It had an outer box outside the Gibson box. I feel like if somebody saw that you were getting a Gibson guitar and just left it on somebody's fucking porch, it would just be, like, fucking jackpot sign. Just, like, boom, take this. Is <laughs> anybody that knows anything about guitars, or even if you don't even really know much about guitars, you probably know of the name Gibson and uh, that they're probably worth some money. And, like, you're goddamn right, you know, I'm taking that Gibson guitar. Is what I would think a lot of people would see that as. But, uh, of course, it was a the outside of the box wasn't marked at all, except for to have my name and my actual address. My actual address was on the box. Fun fact. <laughs> and uh, not that I'm bitter about this at all, but uh, I was I got the message when uh, I brought my mother here that the guitar was shipped and it was on the porch. So I go outside to look and it's not fucking there. And my mother said she's thought it was, I'm already just pissed. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she's like, I think I saw a box when we pulled up in there. And like, God damn it. So I walk outside and I look over and I didn't really see it. And then I looked at my neighbor, uh, other neighbor on the other side's house. And I didn't really see, him. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm trying Trying to call UPS to see if I can get a hold and like, hey, you know, get get a hold of the fucking driver and be like, hey, what fucking house did you give this to? <laughs> you sons of bitches. Because, you know, in reality, had my neighbor been home and just taken it, I mean, what am I, I wouldn't be able to prove it. You know, I guess maybe if the driver was like, yeah, yeah, I delivered it there. And, you know, knew which house he actually fucking gave it to there but uh i mean at at the end of the day i guess it would be at his mercy to like oh does he want to actually give me my package or <laughs> what have you um if he knew it was in it i'm sure it'd be kind of like well fuck i don't want to give that away i mean and if he knew about that specific guitar he'd be like fuck i'm going to reverb i'm selling this shit or if he plays guitar it'd be like hell yeah just fucking keep the goddamn thing. But, uh, no, I guess he wasn't home. And, uh, the first, of course, when I went out there the first time, I didn't see it. Because, like, the way our porches are, it's kind of enclosed. And it's not necessarily easy to see from the street. And so you got to kind of be at the right angle and stuff, such, to see it. And, of course, the box didn't have any markings or anything on it either. Of course, except for the label. And uh, so I tried to get a hold of fucking UPS. And uh, <laughs> again, when I contact these people um, over the phone, it's like an automated message and all that. And uh, they're playing stuff that saying that um, if you have a lost package, like going through after all the options, they get to the part where the, it says about lost packages and it says that uh, a representative won't be able to help you with that. Like you have to, you have to create an account on the UPS fucking website, and then like report it via there. Like what the f- like a huge pain in the ass deal to like fucking um report the thing. And I was trying to get to where I could just talk to a fucking representative because I just wanted to get like in contact with hopefully hear from the driver and be like, hey dude, which fucking you know house. Did you fucking drop this off at? Because it wasn't mine. <laughs> you asshole. Because <laughs> I'm getting more and more pissed off. 
And then by when I called him, I had already come back inside, and then I was just like stewing on it more. When I couldn't get a hold of him, like you sons of bitches. So then I went back outside, and then like I this time I walked like to like basically the neighbor's driveway, and I could see clearly like there was a box next to their door. So I was like, "Fuck, that's." I mean, it, it looked to be the size of about what I would imagine the box would be. So I'm like, "That's got to be it." So I walked over there. And uh, I know my other neighbors, they have a fucking ring light camera. And uh, I had gotten a package of theirs before, and I went and dropped her off at their fucking door. <laughs> but uh, I was like, I don't know that that neighbor had a camera. I felt weird, but I was like, are they going to think I'm fucking stealing their package? <laughs> like, is somebody going to come out and see me taking this fucking box? And uh, no, no, I guess nobody was home. I, I don't know. I guess they don't have a camera or something. But, uh, yeah, it, it was the guitar. They had, I'd found the guitar, and it, it's in my possession now. It's in my possession. And uh, initially, when I'd uh, gotten it that night, when I finally unboxed it, which I tried to film an unboxing video, and I didn't rig up a fucking microphone. You know, I've been doing audio editing for years and years now. Well, over a decade. You know, I'm kind of a, <laughs> I get annoyed by watching YouTube videos when they have shitty audio. And, uh, I don't know. I think I'd tried recording something a few days before earlier with just the phone. And I thought the audio didn't sound too bad. So I was like, you know what? We'll just fucking record audio with the phone. And I recorded a video, a um, couple of takes of me talking about the guitar itself and, uh, my history with tool, um, but the audio was shit, and uh, the unboxing the video, like, I didn't plan it out much in advance, and, like, I had a hard time getting the guitar out. My foot was jacked up. I put my nasty foot in the shot as I'm trying to push my push my foot up against the box and pull the guitar out. In a way, it was kind of funny, but, like, I feel like I'm still going to put out some, hopefully some kind of video with me talking about the guitar and such, and, uh, oh, man, it sounds, sounds pretty good, but... Uh, I'll get into that here in a second. <laughs> Little history, of course. I've mentioned this over the course of you know the five months that I've been waiting for this guitar, but I'll, I'll re- reiterate the history. Um, so of course I started playing guitar when I was like fifteen, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> wasn't real wasn't real hot back then. But like, uh, I guess my <laughs> initially my father had gotten musician friends magazine eventually like i got my own like sent to me and stuff because that was around the time that he left anyway but like i had gotten musicians friends uh magazines a bunch and uh i was uh i would i would look over them and it was almost like looking at a porn mag and just be like super excited looking at over like the the high dollar guitars the gibsons and uh, some of the fenders too, but I mean, the as far as looks go, and if you're gonna stare at one in a magazine, like you know, really, I'm I'm a big fan of the Stratocaster. Love the Stratocaster. I've never had a Tele. I'm like, I'm not real crazy about them. Some of them look pretty cool, and you know, the sound of them. Not usually the sound I tend to go for, but big fan of the Strats. And uh, but again, I'm not big at like, ooh, like look at look at how fucking. <laughs> That Stratus, and uh, 
But yeah, I would look at those fucking Les Pauls, those little Gibsons. And it was just like, uh, they were just so beautiful. And uh, I had, you know, known so many artists uh, that I was into that played Les Pauls and everything. And it was, there was definitely reverence to it. And actually knowing that, you know, a Gibson, a Made in USA Gibson. There was something very special about that other than an actual, like, uh, an Epiphone knockoff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I had a reverence for Gibson early on from first, like, playing guitar. And it, it took a few years for me just to get an Epiphone Les Paul. Um, I got it, like, late 90s, early 2000s. My uh, Epiphone Les Paul, I don't remember what year it was. But I know the guitar's in 98 by looking at the serial number. Um, Couldn't tell you exactly when I got it, though. I don't think it was 98. Maybe 99, 2000. And uh, anyway, so around that time, so it was 97, um, <clears throat> which I was 16 by this point in time. So it was like I was still fairly new at playing guitar and everything. wasn't wasn't great at it. <laughs> Actually, honestly, I haven't gotten real great until about now. <laughs> Not that I'm amazing at it, but I'm better than I ever was before. Um. Anyway, I enjoyed playing it though. You know, throughout the years, there was long periods of time where I didn't play a whole lot. Um. But uh, I'm playing it a lot now, and uh, back at 97, Shelly, of course, uh, my brother uh, there, he uh, was when he had, like, this apartment in downtown Washington they had for a little while. He was going to take me to Lollapalooza in 97. It was the first time I'd ever go to, like, a, a really massive, like, music festival. My only other concert before then really was <laughs> in the Boy Scouts when I was, like, I don't know, 12 maybe? Seeing Taylor Dane and Genesis, which don't get me wrong, that was great. Love me some fucking Phil Collins. And, you know, Taylor Dane wasn't too bad either. But uh, I don't remember that too well. Um, the Lollapalooza in 97, though, I mean, it was, this was, this was pretty exciting. And uh, Prodigy was going to close out the show. And I knew Prodigy, not all their stuff, but there was a, there was a couple of songs I liked of Prodigy's. And Corn uh, was supposed to be there. They didn't go. There was quite a few bands there. Snoop Dogg was there. <laughs> and uh, like the whole day we're waiting because like, uh, well, before uh, before again, we went to, to see that. Like Ben's like, oh, we're going to take you to fucking Lollapalooza. I, we were there with, I guess, a couple other people. I don't remember who all was there. But... Uh, or, uh, you know, Shelly was there. <laughs> Shelly Long. Anyway, um, while I was at uh, his apartment, like the night before, I guess, uh, we he made some spaghetti and uh, introduced me to Tool. At that time, there was basically Opiate, of course, their original release, and then uh, Undertow and Enema were out. Enema was, I guess, came out in 96 or 97. I mean, it was still fairly new at the time. And uh, he gave, I know he at least had Enema. I think he might have had Undertow. 
I don't think he had opiate, but maybe, I don't know. He gave me like a, a lesson on Tool the night before we went. <clears throat> As I'm pretty sure I had heard them probably on the radio before. Just didn't know who it was. I'm sure I at least heard Sober. And uh, But then we went and saw Tool, and there was a the whole day we were waiting for Tool. <laughs> they, they didn't close, but they were right before uh, Prodigy. And uh, <clears throat> so, like, right before, uh, or I guess the whole day, there was a big redneck. They kept asking everyone, like, Who are you, who'd you come here to see? Who'd you fucking come here to see? And we thankfully had come to see Tool. <laughs> because apparently that was the right answer. As he, uh... He's like, yeah, damn right, fucking Tool. He, like, going almost, like, demonic. The whole fucking day, he's screaming out, fucking Tool. It's just getting hard for me to talk like that. <laughs> My voice is still... Oh, come on, Werther's. Loosen up those thro- those throats, muscles. Those throats, muscles? <laughs> mm. Yeah, the Werther's is uh, not helping as much anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there was that started like the love affair, I guess, with Tool there. As it uh, became like a real bonding experience between two brothers. As we've, uh, Shelly and I have been to four different Tool shows. And uh, he's been to a lot more than that, but uh, I've only been to four, and each time it's been with uh, Shelly. He's seen him a bunch of times. He saw him before 97, uh, and uh, or at least before that specific show. Um, so, yeah, I've had a, a big fa- a love affair, I guess, uh, for uh, Gibson and uh, uh, Tool. And so this was quite quite an experience to receive an actual Gibson, and it was an Adam Jones model. Like, I think I'd given up hope that I was ever going to own a real Gibson a long time ago, and I figured if I did, it would be a Gibson SG because they tend to be cheaper. There's not much to the bo- body and everything, and I, I, do, I would love to still get an SG at some point. Like the Tony Iommi one? Mm, mm. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, <laughs> gonna need some money first, though, because uh, I still haven't paid for this one yet. <laughs> but yeah, when I got the guitar, um, <clears throat> it was pretty exciting. The thing looked amazing. There was only a a few things that kind of fucked up on the guitar. It was the only things that really kind of visually hurt it, whereas. Uh, it shouldn't really affect sound in any way. Like, there's the uh, Adam Jones design that he created that they put on the back of the headstock that they silk screened on there. And as someone that has silk screened for 21 years, you know, I'm going to notice when they fuck it up. <laughs> and they kind of fucked it up on the back. Though it's, I mean, eh, I don't really look at the back of the headstock much. And honestly, I'm not crazy about the design anyway. I like, of course, what they did on the custom shop model better, but it's kind of cool that it's on there, but there's broken lines. You can tell that it was uh, smeared or like uh, there was kind of sticking to the screen that it blurred out. 
They silk screened the word Les Paul on the front of the headstock, and that looks fine. <laughs> but I'm sure that was a lot smaller screen and a lot, just a lot easier to print on there. Didn't have to have a whole lot of pressure on there to get it right. And then the other glaring notice is that uh, the binding on the fretboard, there is some big tool marks on the thumb side. Which shouldn't affect it much since I, when I play on the Les Paul, I don't uh, tend to fret much with my thumb. So, strats, I use my thumb a lot, but Les Paul's not so much. <clears throat> but uh, usually, I'm going to keep that guitar in drop D. So, drop D, I, I'm not really, yeah, I'm not really fretting much with my thumb. Uh, <clears throat> Standard, yeah, I probably would. Anyway, yeah, and I got it and uh, plugged it in, and I got to tell you, well, I had a hard time tuning it, which I was kind of concerned with. But I knew getting it from musician's friend, they don't exactly uh, do much to like set up their guitars and stuff. Like Sweetwater, from what I understand, does a really good job on setting up their guitars and everything. And that, uh, from what I understand, reviews, it sounds like it's just better to get a guitar from Sweetwater. I have not ordered one from there. Anywho, um, I got it, and they sent it out with uh, Gibson strings that were uh, 10 through whatever. It was like a standard set of 10-gauge strings, like 10 being the uh, high E string. And I've been accustomed to playing on my Epiphone Les Paul now. A bit of a thicker set of strings. It's a hybrid set. These The Ernie Ball, of course, I mentioned it before in the podcast, but the Ernie Ball skinny top, heavy bottom. And the bottom strings, they get real, they're really heavy strings, which is really important because if you're going to play a lot of Adam Jones, he's like a very percussive type guitarist, whereas he... uh does a lot of stuff by not picking the strings and he just hammers on with his fret hand without picking it and pulls through the strings. That's a lot easier to do when you have thick, thick ass strings on your uh, bass side. And uh, you get a different tone too, even though when you tune it to the same tuning, it, it sounds different. And I didn't realize how different it was. Until I plugged in that Gibson, I was and it it didn't play well, you know, playing on those strings. I'm just so used to those fucking Ernie Ball strings that I I had this feeling too when I went to uh, Guitar Center. I bought that amp that I bought uh, several months back. Playing their Epiphone, I was like, man, this feels like plays like shit, and I, I thought it was probably the strings, and it felt weird. And now getting the Gibson, it was the same feeling I had when playing that Epiphone. And I, even when it said that it was in tune, it sounded like it wasn't in tune. I'm trying to like dial in the settings. It was real crazy. So I ended up uh, trying to record a test video of me doing tool medley and stuff. And I got I've got it to where I can get the sound good and during a recording and everything. But and the pickups, oh, oh, that DC high gain in the uh, bridge pickup fantastic and man shit you can definitely get so much closer to nail that Adam Jones tone with that fucking pickup it's like holy shit is uh I've got the 
Seymour Duncan Invader in my uh, Epiphone, and uh, which I believe Metallica used early on their guitars. Um, but it's not the Adam Jones tone. It's not the D- Seymour Duncan DDJ. It's just not the same thing. And uh, yeah, I was playing it. I was just like, man, it was just wasn't sounding right. So then Tuesday, the second day I had it, um, I was like, fuck, I gotta just take this into the uh, local music store, River City. Even though I didn't really have the money to do it, I whipped out the credit card again. <laughs> and uh, I had uh, Dan over there do a setup on it and put uh, skinny top heavy bottom strings on there. And then I didn't get back to like Wednesday night and was like, oh, God damn. Like, it was, it was killing me. It's killing me. But then after I got it back, oh, man. Oh, man. It plays like a dream now. And uh, like I'm, I'm so glad. Cause, like I was a little concerned with those strings. I was like, oh man, did I just really <laughs> spend all this money on it? I'm not really gonna care for playing it. I figured a setup would really turn it around, and man, yeah, it, it did. And it sounds so good now, so good. Actually, I've got a recording. I'll go ahead and play a recording of this that I made. I recorded this straight into my soundboard. I've actually got uh, the guitar running into uh, that's a Fender Champion 100 amp. And I've got it set to the cab setting jazz, which is a clean tone. I'm getting all the gain and everything through the uh, diesel VH4 pedal to really get that Adam Jones tone. And that's where pretty much all that tone, plus that, plus the pickup is where all that shit's coming from. And then it's like going straight into my soundboard. So here it is. Here's a little little bit of the, uh, well, it'll play. This is a. Oh, it helps if I... There we go. Turn the sound up. That's, uh... Mm. There's some string noise in there. It's weird. Yeah, that's that's me uh, playing the uh, Gibson Les Paul there, the Adam Jones model. I think I might have to play with this uh, pickup height though. That's why you get that dinging kind of sound from the strings, I guess. I'm not sure what why it's doing that. Maybe it's just because they're brand new strings. It's fucking weird, kind of annoying me. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of funny too doing that recording. The way the reason why I record it straight into the soundboard, of course, is because I share walls with my neighbors, and I can't just crank the amplifier and throw a micro- microphone next to the amp. Which is generally how people you know, record guitars, because they, they do that to get the real tone of the amplifier and all that. It's a solid-state amp, though, so it works pretty good just plugging straight in from the headphone jack on the amp straight into a soundboard, so... I don't think it really degrades the sound at all. <laughs> and uh but yeah, man, it it's uh, something else now. I've been playing it like every day since I got it. With the exception of that little period of time where I dropped it off at the music store and I was without it. You know, and uh it it was tough. I kept calling <laughs> I, 
I was worried that they were going to get irate with me at the music store because he had told me Tuesday night that he'd have it done Wednesday and that he, he should be able to get it done Wednesday. I was off work Wednesday. So I had <laughs> called him earlier in the day and they told me he was uh, going to lunch and that it was his next uh, thing he was doing after lunch. So I was like, oh, I didn't think it would take like real long for uh, <laughs> to do a setup, although I didn't know how long of a lunch break he was taking. I waited like three hours at least to call him again. And then they said, oh, well, he, he'll be done in like a hour or so. And then eventually I just drove over there. And uh, But, yeah, he got it done. And uh, I was pretty pleased with the uh, the setup of it and everything. And, man, yeah, it, it sounds nice. It sounds nice. I enjoyed the sound and the feel. Oh, I like the feel. I'm staring at it right now. Just kind of maybe touching myself a little bit, staring at it. It's pretty nice, pretty nice. I think it looks much better in person than it does in the pictures. And uh, and yeah, I've been learning, uh, you know, more tool and uh, fun stuff. I I do plan. Hopefully, I get some videos soon where it's like decent. But man, I've forgotten, you know, how much of a pain in the ass what video editing is. And like when I recorded the video, the videos I have recorded of me with the guitar, of course, I didn't have very good lighting. I used the wrong side. I used the uh, front camera on my phone which isn't as high quality as like say the back camera I need to put some better lighting in the room where I was recording the video that would help out a ton <clears throat> but I can rig some, some shit up uh, just need to find some time and uh, hopefully soon I'll get a video up and uh, it'd be cool if uh, Adam Jones I'll be throwing it up on Instagram as one of the places of course I, I want to throw something up on uh, the old YouTubes as well. Probably the same video. I'll do both. But it'd be cool if Adam Jones like acknowledges it, sees it. He seems a ch- like a charitable guy. It'd be great if uh, he just like, you know, hey, uh, here's some concert tickets or something. Because <laughs> he seems to really uh, appreciate when people uh, promote his shit on, uh, on the internets. And uh, seems to see the value in that, as well as Caesar Guiken, uh I guess that's how you pronounce his name. From uh, he's the brand president over there at uh, Gibson. And uh, <coughs> yeah, it uh, that's uh, pretty exciting. Also, <laughs> when I was off work the other day, I I kind of teased it a little bit last week that I was going to be doing something to you know create some more money that I'd be able to hopefully afford things in the future. Um, well, so I put in to uh, go work with Jimmy Crow Magnin over there at uh, Can-Am Steel, doing some welding and such. And doing, It's heavy, la- it's, it's hard labor. I've got no illusions about that. It's a dirty job. It's a tough job. But they pay well. They pay very well. And, uh, It'd be pretty exciting to work with old Jimmy Crow Magnet again. And uh, I, uh, of course, went in for a job interview uh, that, that Wednesday while I was waiting for my guitar. <laughs> and actually, what I went to, uh, I had to go get a drug test, and uh, which is the first time I did for 21 years. <laughs> first time I've had to have a drug test. I've had other like part-time jobs in those 21 years, but 
I'm pretty sure none of them required a drug test. Radio stations, they don't care. I'm thinking they're aware that a lot of people do drugs that work in radio. When I worked at a car dealership for all of a week, um, they said I was going to have to do a drug test, and they didn't uh, drug test. Maybe had I stayed there longer than a week, I would have had to piss in a cup. I don't know. Although, <laughs> they like to fuck with people there. I could see them just having you piss in a cup and not have it be part of a drug test. Be like, no, nah, we just want you know, piss in a cup. And then some, for some reason, you know, do do it in front of the wholesale staff. There's, you know, some, I feel like they like to haze people and stuff, you know? I think that's like a sales thing. It's just fun to screw with people. It's kind of, kind of their, uh, their thing. Um, <laughs> they didn't make me do that though. <laughs> anyway though, yeah. So I was at the, uh, place there, the clinic that was given the drug tests and uh, it was just one lady, that this nurse that was working the place. And there was a lot of people there. When I showed up, there was like three or four people like in the waiting room. That's quite a few people to be waiting on, just like one nurse. And there's one guy that was right ahead of me. I guess he'd been waiting for quite a while. And it, it they had a monitor and it showed like how much your wait time is and stuff. But, you know, it's approximation. Apparently his name disappeared off the monitor and he got fucking pissed because she didn't call his name like as soon as it happened. And I guess according to him too, like it come off a couple of times. He starts beating on her fucking door. <laughs> fucking pissed. It was an old farmer guy. <laughs> Just losing his mind, man. I thought he was going to drag the woman out. Like fucking beat the shit out of her. I mean, he was fucking pissed. I had the day off work, and so I'm, and it was early in the day. I'm like, oh, well, this is interesting. <laughs> like, I'm not really in a hurry at this point. And, like, I didn't have my guitar waiting for me at home. I knew it was going to be a while before the guitar was done, so I was uh, <laughs> just killing time, really. I had already done the job interview, and uh, pretty much I had, like, accepted their offer. I just had to go to the drug test and all that shit. And then, uh, then yeah, that happened, but, uh, I guess she was able to answer whatever it was he needed, and then, like, he left as I was, like, going in there, I guess. And, uh, <clears throat> felt kind of bad for the girl, the woman there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, apparently, like, everybody, she had a lot of people getting pissed that day, but she, it was just like her, and she, you know, it was a little hard for her to get through everybody. And, uh, yeah, but I was all, all chill and relaxed. And then, of course, the next day, I went into work and, uh, quit my job of 21 years. It was a little, when I say quit, I told them I was quitting. I didn't walk out or anything like that. As I've got, uh, a couple weeks left there. And I'm, uh, I'm not starting the new job until November, uh, 7th. So my last day. Working for Magnet will be on uh, November 4th, or possibly the 5th. I told them I'd work that Saturday if they do it. Uh, still need cash. <laughs> but the new job, I'm going to be making some decent cash. I'm excited, though. I got a first shift job. They didn't have any first shift positions uh, listed, but uh, they had second and third. Um, I would have made more money on, on those shifts because they have shift premium. 
but I would have had to like really change my li- like a, a lot of stuff I do with the run run group and everything. I wouldn't be able to participate in all the fucking runs I usually do with them. It would have it would have sucked, and just uh, my whole schedule would have been different. Whether I had taken second or third, it would have screwed you know my lifestyle up. I I've come quite accustomed to working first shift. I worked second shift back in the day, but we're talking like. 15, 16 years ago. <laughs> I was a young man <laughs> when I worked nights. Back then, I didn't mind because I didn't, like, run or anything. All I did was, like, play video games and drink alcohol. So, and I did the drinking all, purely on the weekend. Which back then, you know, in my early 20s, going out to drink, you didn't want to go out till later. It's typically, you know, you don't start the night till maybe 9 o'clock. So working second shift then, it seemed right. It seemed natural. (laughs) Now I don't go to bars. Now it seems highly unnatural. (laughs) But, uh, but man, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's, it's a weird thing. You don't quit a job, you know, you work 21 years every day, even though I I did quit once. Well, I mentioned back earlier, I was talking about the uh, car dealership. I did quit the one time to be a car salesman, but I let them know like well, over a month in advance and stuff. And it was kind of weird. And I, I knew immediately that it wasn't going to work out financially for me because <laughs> it was right in uh, two, at the end of 2008, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It was like a year before the year before I went to the, the school to broadcast center. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was like right at 2008 when the economy's fucking went to the shitter the uh, recession and uh, I was there at the dealership of course the day after Thanksgiving which is the biggest day of the year to go buy a car because in October is when all the dealerships or all the uh, yeah I guess all the dealerships released the uh new models for the next year. So if you want a 2023 model, if you go, you can go, of course, to a car dealership there. Uh, now, I guess it's October already, and they've got the new year. So it'll be 2023 models out. Although right now, I wouldn't promise you that because, of course, the that may not be true at the moment because <laughs> the issues uh, car manufacturers have had... Um, so that might not really be true at uh, this moment in time. Um but uh but yeah. That's when they released the uh, new models and they have like their biggest sales of the year the day after Thanksgiving, so Black Friday, you know. And I was there for that day and there was no one there to buy cars. And I just bought a brand new car going into it. I lived on my own, and I had a 300-something dollar car payment each month, and, you know, rent, utilities, everything else, and the job was commission, and I knew I would only make, would guaranteed to make $1,000 a month. If if you don't sell any cars, you would get $1,000, and that's before taxes. That's without taking taxes in, so... You're looking at like what eight hundred dollars a month if you don't send sell a fucking car. There was no way 
I was going to pay my bills and eat. Or either, really. I mean, maybe I could have ate for the month at that, but I wouldn't have paid any of my bills. Wouldn't have paid my car insurance. Wouldn't have paid my car bill. <laughs> Not at that little bit of amount. I would have had to... And I think you had to sell up to like six cars or so before you would actually start making money over that because they figure that into the your sales. And there were ways to get more money if you sold specific vehicles. They would put spit, what they call spiffs and spins on it. One of them, I forgot which is which, one of them's uh, for a, uh, a dealership itself will put on a car if they're if they're having a hard time selling that particular model or whatever or that particular car you sell it you get an extra bonus and then the other one is when a car manufacturer is having problems overall selling those vehicles then you get uh, a bonus from the manufacturer <laughs> and uh, so I mean there's ways even though with just selling like six cars or whatever you could you could make more and then like end up with over a thousand dollars and you can, I mean, I've known plenty of car salesmen. You can make some good money. You just got to fucking, just got to be a good salesman. It's, uh, I kicked the uh, volume knob there because <laughs> my leg, I was reaching my leg up, kind of falling asleep on me. And I was like, holy shit, it's getting kind of loud. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, so yeah, I knew right away that I wasn't going to make any money starting out and I wasn't going to be able to pay my bill so I went immediately back to Baghdad before they even finished sending the paperwork through and everything so basically what I did I cashed in my vacation I took a fucking week vacation by going to a car dealership <laughs> uh, I plan on staying away from there longer this time I mean I don't have any intention at the moment of going back but I have no I'm not in denial of how hard this other job's going to be. It's a very physically demanding job. It's a dirty job. You're going to have to deal with the elements and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how well I'm going to do. Um, I know I'm going to have to do it for quite some time because I, the money, I don't have any other possibilities at the moment. I'm popping peas. <laughs> There's nothing else at the moment where I can make that kind of money that quickly and could help me pay my bills at the moment. Because I'm using my credit card for way too much stuff, and I'm just digging a bigger hole, and this is how so I'm going to get out of that hole. This is uh, going to have to grind it out. But it sh it should uh, it should help out quite nicely, and I'm pretty excited, again, work with Jimmy Crow Magnet. And although it's weird, you know, the whole, you know, quitting a job thing, is, you know, it, it's, you know, best to at least give a, a two-week notice at a place. Um, so, you know, I don't want to burn bridges there. There's a good chance I might go back. Um, <laughs> I'm not real angry. The job I do there is, is easy. It can be annoying. It can be kind of frustrating. I do work a lot of overtime, uh, but I need it right now, so it's, like, hard to bitch over that. Uh, but it doesn't pay well. <laughs> So there's, I mean, there's not a whole lot other than the pay. There's no reason for me to be extremely pissed off <laughs> from the place. Um, so it's kind of a weird thing and to tell, you know, like, oh, yeah, hey, uh, yeah, I'm gone. But there's, I mean, there's so many people quitting right now. 
is like, you know, across the board everywhere that, uh, you know, companies are just kind of fucking used to it. And they're just like, hey, that's, yep, all right. <laughs> you know, what can you say? And it's like, oh, fuck, I got to still be here for several more weeks. I think this is just awkward. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's the first time I quit, I made a, a kind of a big deal. I joked about it. But even then, I knew, I knew with the car dealership, though, I figured I probably wasn't going to be gone long because it was just kind of my uncle, of course, sold me the brand new car and uh, just like, hey, you know, you ever thought about car sales? Like, well, I hate my job. (laughs) I'll give it a go. (laughs) And I, of course, I had told him like way in advance and everything. So it was a it was a different situation then. Now it's. It's all purely financial. Then it was just like, eh, let's try something else. Then now it's, now it's like, fuck, I really need some cash. As uh, these gu- this guitar is not gonna pay for itself. But that's not the main reason. I mean, I just got a lot of debt. You know, gotta pay it down. Gotta, I got a cat. I gotta feed. <laughs> I got more responsibilities now than I did then. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, it's it's weird, and I've, I've been having flashbacks because uh, you know I've been there twenty one years. It's like I've worked there pretty much my entire adult life. I started there when I was twenty years old. I'm forty one now. It's fucking insane. All but two years of my adult life, I've worked there. It's incon inconceivable. <laughs> I swear, I just went to bed the other night. I was still in my twenties, and I don't know. I just somehow woke up here. And uh, I'm 41. It's fucking <laughs> maddening. It's it's crazy. But yeah, it's crazy to think about all the people that have come and gone in those 21 years. You know, factories, I think, in general have a high turnover rate. And I've known an insane amount of people through working f- there for so long. It's crazy. I'll run into people uh, out going to the grocery store or wherever. Somebody will come up to me and they'll know my name and everything. Like, Josh, hey, what's up? And then I'll be like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't remember you. And, like, they, they'll they worked with me there at Magnet, you know, like 10 years ago. And they were there for, like, two or three months. And, like, I, I feel bad. I've only had, the, I guess I've only had this happen a couple of times. But, like, I feel bad because, you know, I, I don't remember them. <laughs> But again, I've worked with, you know, hundreds of people through the years there. I mean, I mean, it's got to be like it's I mean, not hundred. There's been a lot. There's been a lot. It's been over 100 different people. Um, I don't know what those numbers. I mean, there's there's a high turnover. Um, there's a core group of people, you know, that have been there forever and that, you know, end up staying. But. Like, uh, the most people don't end up, you know, working in a factory all that long, I think in general, but, uh, but yeah, it's weird when I run to somebody, they, they remember me and like, I feel, I feel special that they remember me. Like, wow, you worked at a place for like one or two months and you, you know, you remember me and then from like 10 years later. <laughs> uh so you like it, but then I'm like, oh man, I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I don't fucking remember this person. But it's weird when you work at the same place forever. I can see how to them, how they would remember people there easier, I think. 
Because I know when I worked at the car dealership, that, that was over a decade ago. And, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I guess it was close to like, two decades ago or whatever. Um, <laughs> well, not quite. It was, yeah, it's not quite. It's over a decade, but let's, let's not do the math on that. <laughs> Make me feel old. Uh, but I remember a lot of the people there and I was only there a week. So, you know, I think when you're in a different environment like that and it's those people are there there at that time, that's all the people that were there. And it's just easier to remember that, I think. Whereas when you work at the same place for 20 plus years or whatever and all kinds of people come and go and do the jobs of the the same people that those people kind of get mixed up in your head that you forget like names of ones and then you don't always remember, especially if they're only there a month or two. I mean, you're not going to remember this. I mean, (laughs) when you go in and do a very monotonous job too, like factory work, I mean, you're doing the same shit every day and to remember every fucking day. I mean, that, that'd be terror. That'd be horrible. (laughs) I'm just trying to make excuses. Basically what I'm just saying that like, I'm not that big of an asshole. But yeah, occasionally somebody will come up to me and remember me from there, and I won't remember them. It's only really, I guess, happened two or three times, but enough to where I like I felt bad. I guess I felt bad about it every time it happened. I'm honestly not sure how many times it's happened. Uh, uh I mean it was it's 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 been a weird week though. After uh, telling them that I was I was leaving and everything, then just like okay, all right, um. <laughs> I still get to do this job. All right. Um, (laughs) And, uh, oh, man, it was weird. Um, When I had to go and do the uh, interview over that Can-Am Steel, of course, you know, you have to have a lot of uh, PPE, the protective, personal protective equipment, I guess is what PPE stands for. Um, And uh, you got to have the steel toe boots of course, and I was told that I had to have the steel toe boots to show up in the interview with, and uh, so I did. I went and bought them uh, Tuesday night, the night before the interview, and I was felt weird about it. I went to Walmart to find you know a cheap pair, and uh, I was like, man, I'm definitely going to end up running into somebody from work. <laughs> I like never go to Walmart anymore, but... A lot of times, if I do order on a, to somebody at work, it's a lot of times if I were to go to Walmart, I'll I'll fucking see somebody. I was like, man, they're totally gonna know something's up if I'm buying steel toe t- steel toe work boots. They're gonna be like, why the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> you gonna run in those? <laughs> why why do you need steel toe boots? Uh, but no, it didn't happen. I thought for sure I was like, oh man, it's not exactly how I wanted to break the news. <laughs> That it was going to be leaving. It was just like, oh. Because <laughs> then at that point, too, you know, I didn't have the job, per se. I thought it, it seemed like I did, that it was going to happen, but I hadn't actually done the pers- in-person interview yet, so it was a little... didn't really want to tell the any of the higher-ups and such and, uh, about about said thing. I mean, I had a lot of people at work knowing that it was, you know, having financial difficulties, shall we say, and that... Uh, I needed to find new options for cash. And I don't know how to cook meth. So I haven't won the lottery yet. There was running out of 
running out of plans. Um, I haven't made money off my uh, re- vocal booth in the closet. Uh, of course, I never really ended up trying with that. It's kind of a kind of screw. Like a lot of the websites and stuff are doing voiceover work. Like I've heard a lot of negative things about trying to make money off there, and I don't know. I just never really pulled the trigger on that. Even though I've uh, been dealing with broadcasting now for years and just recording myself into a microphone for over a decade. Uh, you know, I'm obviously very capable of doing voiceover work. Just uh, for whatever reason, uh, I don't do that. I don't do that. I just prefer to record this and throw it out on the internet for free. Um, I, know, I always did feel kind of weird, like making money off of it, even when I worked at the radio station. It's a weird thing. I mean, it was I was all for it. <laughs> it felt weird. I'm used to actually making a product, like physically. I'm like such a grunt, like, uh, and I I had gotten uh, I was possibly gonna looking into other uh, opportunities, doing like some office work and everything, but I wasn't gonna make enough money doing it. And it's potential jobs I could have done from home, which I was like, oh fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, never leaving home, could just work from home. That still seems like a dream. Maybe some way in the future, somehow, some way, I'll figure that out to make a good living. The problem is making enough money. Um, And, man, entry-level jobs anywhere, I mean, it's... To make the kind of money I need to make, it's... There's very few, very few entry-level jobs to do that. And uh, But, yeah, I think... I think this should hopefully work out well, at least for a while. And uh, I'll be, maybe I'll uh, eventually get that goddamn pool table. <laughs> That's set up. Still, my downstairs is like pretty much empty. Although I've left the box for the guitar because the cat seems to really like to play in that. Kind of feel bad if I take it away from him now. Um, <laughs> And there's, of course, a cat tree down there. So he's, it's basically his area, the litter box, the cat tree. There's the TV on the wall though, that, uh, Toddy, uh, gave me. And, uh, it's a, it's a nice TV. It's on the wall down there. Um, but yeah, things are definitely getting interesting and I'm glad cause I had mentioned last week too about like, cause I had thought, I thought about keeping my day job, the current one that I have there and, uh, but going part time. And then working full-time at K&M, like, on nights. Because I thought I was going to have to go there at nighttime. And I didn't think I'd get paid for, like, the holidays right off the bat. And I didn't know that I'd be able to work as much overtime as apparently I'm going to be able to, from what they told me. I can volunteer for quite a bit of overtime. Because my big deal is I need to pay off uh, debt. And, like, the numbers, like, they told me, and, and basically just like, yeah, that would be silly for you to work a part-time job. And I was like, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just going to do one job and work a ton of hours, and hopefully that uh, <laughs> it doesn't kill me too bad. I know I don't have enough arm strength. I've actually been working on that a little bit. I've been doing, uh, I don't have any weights. So I went on YouTube and was, like, looking different <laughs> suggestions on how to work uh, your biceps and all that without using weights and uh so i'm using a towel and uh my leg to like push down on the towel to give tension to like do bicep curls with and stuff i've loaded a backpack up with books and i use that to do curls with and stuff and 
hopefully I get a little bit of, in the next three weeks. I'm able to pick up some arm strength because, man, it's going to be a toll. It is going to be a serious toll. And, of course, you can get bonuses by hitting meeting certain production uh, goals. And I'm, I'm going to want to hit those production goals. I'm going to want to get those bonuses. So I know that I'm going to need to be a lean, mean fighting machine. And, uh, yeah. And I, if I have a little bit more weight on me, too, it'll uh, stay warmer. <laughs> I guess it's going to be fucking cold when I start there in November. Uh, that's a, that's another fun part. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it could it could go really well. It could go really well. I'm fairly optimistic about it. I know I'm excited to make more money and that uh, that uh, there could be some interesting things in the future. This could lead to another trip to Ireland or, you know, whatever. Um, or just, you know, paying bills, you know, fixing my roof. I mean, there's shit that I, I need to get done. <laughs> then again, you know, you know, there's a couple of guitars I'd kind of like to get. There's a... <laughs> uh, I don't know that I really need any more, though. I mean, this uh, Adam Jones, Les Paul Standard over here. Pretty fucking nice. Pretty fucking nice. We're uh, we're really digging each other right now. Really uh, feeling that groove. We're in the honeymoon fear, uh, phase, you know. I definitely don't need a new guitar at the moment. <laughs> I'm already not giving enough love to my other guitars. I do a little bit still. But uh, whereas I've got my old Strat, tuned down to C standard so I can play Into the Void. It's just so low and it sounds so nice. But I haven't been playing that much. It's really weird getting used to these Les Pauls too. I have the wider necks and I really like that so much better than a thinner neck profile. Really prefer the wider neck. And I go back to that old Mexican Strat there with the thin neck. And I like the fretboard on a lot. It's a maple fretboard there, and uh, I really enjoy the fretboard, but it's just too thin of a neck. I need a little more space on there. This uh, Saddam Jones one, man. Mm. So wide, so girthy, so girthy. It feels so good when it goes in. When you slide your hand, when it slides right through your hand, right goes right inside there, it just goes deep inside your hand. And it just feels so, so, so good. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy, too, it's got the nitrocellulose lacquer. I'm quite curious to how that's going to be after it wears down a little bit, like on the neck and everything, after me playing it for, you know, years. Should, like, just be so smooth in my hand. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to it. With it aging with me. And then just, they get, tend to get better with age. Is, uh, the polyurethane doesn't do that. The polyurethane finish. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's what we got going on. And uh, fuck it, Halloween's just a couple weeks away. And uh, I'll be off that day. I haven't, man, I don't remember. Other than Halloween being on a weekend, I don't remember the last time I had off Halloween day. It's fucking crazy. It's been a long time. What a long, strange trip it's been. <laughs> 21 years. I think the la- I might have had it off. Then. It's, it's hard to say, but like it's with, uh, I think, I, don't know, I guess all factories do this. I don't know. I haven't worked at that many different factories. I know the uh, 
this one, I mean, we've uh, the way billing works is uh, at the very end of the month they're trying to make up billing for the month to please the bankers and such. So it's it's always really busy, especially that last day of the month as you try to get enough work out to make to make the billing. Which I'm guessing most factories are pretty much like that. I don't know. I, I've never, <laughs> other than ornamental that I worked at in a month, this the only. That's the only two factories I worked in. I'm about to work in a third though, so maybe I'll get a better idea of that. <laughs> so it's it'll be interesting, very very interesting. Uh but uh, yeah, I guess I'm gonna wrap it up here shortly and uh, maybe play a little bit of guitar before I uh, rock out in some uh, Call of Duty, as uh, I guess there's just a few weeks before the I've been playing I play uh, Call of Duty Warzone and uh Warzone 2 is actually coming out I believe in November is uh November 16th so not too, not too uh, much further just a month away um and they got the new Call of Duty game too which I don't plan on buying at the moment the Modern Warfare 2 but I don't know. I'm playing. Uh, we'll be playing some Call of Duty with some new coworkers here shortly. <laughs> As uh, uh, so, it'll be interesting. I kind of know these guys, and I know them just from playing online from Call of Duty. Of course, uh, Jimmy Crow Magnet. I play with. Uh, I know him from working with him and just you know being friends and hanging out with him for years. But. Uh, It'll be weird meeting these people that have played video games with a bunch. And uh, I just know the voice. I have no idea what they look like or anything like that. (laughs) Or really that much about them, to be honest. Other than uh, what they do, like how they play Call of Duty. That's that's all I really know. (laughs) So uh, that'll be interesting. Um, And it's cool because I kind of know some people there. As uh, I would imagine, though, any any factory I go into town, I'm going to know a lot of people there just from working in a factory for 20-something years. Uh, you get a lot of the same people through those different places. And so I know people at, like, every single factory. So I guess it would be, should be fairly easy any place I would go um, at this point. I don't, I don't have to be a complete newbie. I guess, in a way. At least you don't have to feel like a complete new kid at school as you know a few people. The uh, the woman that t- I talked to in HR actually worked at Magnet in HR. And she, she drives the Bat Van. <laughs> That's how I remember. She's got a minivan that says Bat Van on it, which I always thought was pretty fantastic. Um, <clears throat> but uh, apparently her husband was the one that decided to put that on there. I would have thought the kids would have pushed for that, but it was the husband, and I was like, that's fucking great. She was like, yeah, yeah, everybody remembers the Batman. <laughs> uh, it's very memorable, though, and you, you see that thing, and every time I'm kind of like, na 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 Batman. Every time I see it, but, uh, yeah, so that's what I got going on. And uh, hopefully I get some videos put together soon I don't have a lot of free time at the moment but in the coming weeks uh, I guess the next two weeks I don't really have much time off but the first week of November I'm only working two days that week 
as I'm using up uh, most of the vacation that I have. So uh, I'll I'll definitely have some time that week. Hopefully I'll by then be able to put together some videos uh, about the guitar and everything, get them up, and all that good good stuff. I'll I mean I'll definitely be playing the guitar every day at least though. I mean it's 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 a must at this point. You don't spend that kind of money on a guitar and uh all that stuff. Um <clears throat> but uh but yeah, I guess that's uh, really all I've got and uh as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.